been seen on CNBC, the Fox News Channel, and the Fox Business Channel. His articles can be found on MarketWatch, Seeking Alpha, TheStreet.com, and many other places. He's the author of the weekly Best Stocks Now newsletter and the inventor of the Best Stocks Now app. He's president of Gunderson Capital Management. Here is professional money manager, Bill Gunderson. And welcome to the uh, first day of March edition of the Best Stocks Now show with professional money manager Bill Gunderson, president of Gunderson Capital Management. And we've got Barry Kite here, our uh, chartered financial analyst. We'll be talking about uh, some of these reports that have come in in a little bit. Right now, uh, the market is just slightly to the downside. Uh, the Dow is down 41 it's at 32,615. Can't seem to make up its mind these days. The NASDAQ is down 53 right now uh, at 11,403. Uh, the S&P 500 is down 17 points to 3,953. Crude oil down 30 cents to uh, 67.75. Gold, which has been weak lately on a very strong dollar. Uh, today you've got the gold up $13 per ounce to $18.49. I'm thinking the dollar must be down. And uh, here's one of the issues with the market today, interest rates. We just can't get that 10-year uh, to start heading back towards 35 34 Instead, it's up near its uh, recent high of 3.96% today. That's That's been the resistance level, okay? Uh, we want to see it back down from that. Bitcoin's having a good day. It's up 1.1% today. So welcome to today's uh, Best Stocks Now show with professional money manager Bill Gunderson, uh, the Head of this Gunderson Capital Management, CEO, President, Founder, uh, which we've been in business now as a company since 2006. And uh, we are a fee-based only money management firm running several portfolios for folks all across America. And, uh, you know, we ended the day, yesterday we had mostly an up day and then things went south a little bit at the end. The Dow was down 232 yesterday. I'm seeing real weakness in the drug stocks uh, right now. That's one of the big uh, uh, bugaboos with the market. I think they're having to lower prices on uh, a lot of their, uh, you know, their insulin things like that. Barry, yeah, Eli, Eli Lilly, I think I saw a report today is reducing it. You know, 70 percent now. You know, I never know when you look at it how much they charge and how much do they get, right? Um, I mean, even you know, you, take, you know, how much does an insurer actually pay them, right? Um, based on the you know what you know, what particular price, uh, but yeah, reduce the price by seventy percent on insulin, um, and that's uh, that was you know faced by Eli Lilly, and I make, you know, you can see you know where from a budgetary standpoint, right? Um, you know, there's some, uh, there's certainly some, some trimming that can be done in the, in the, in the healthcare space. And that's, you know, that's one spot, uh, yep. um, you know, probably why you've seen some of these, uh, some of the pharmaceutical names really, uh, really lag. Yeah. And we don't own any of the big, uh, drug names <clears throat> and the healthcare sector itself has been really weak here. 
uh, coming out of the gate in 2023. 20, uh, and you know, and uh, it's a name that's a, tech, usually pretty defensive, right? Which I, is, that's usually know, a, a, one of the best sectors in the market. Right. And, but and, and uh, it just hasn't panned out. No, there's obviously something going on there with uh, price cuts. Maybe they're getting squeezed uh, and uh, profit margin shrinking, etc. So that 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 kind of brought the Dow down yesterday. The Nasdaq held in there till the end, then it down just a little bit. Uh, we were up this morning with the uh, futures, and then we. I I think I think the market is taking its cue from those uh, that ten year yield. Uh, and I personally feel I'm just looking at a long-term chart there of interest rates. Uh, you get up around this level, and that's where the resistance is. Uh, and I hope to see interest rates start dropping. But I think the uh, the mantra out there is interest rates will remain higher for longer. That seems right. to be kind of the popular saying that uh, I'm seeing. And we're, we, on the other hand... You've got the meeting in uh, in April. Well, you got a meeting this month in March, right? And then you yep. got a meeting in April. And we just got just actually got the ISM report here right at 10 a.m. this morning, and it, 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 the market's kind of going south at the moment as the uh, 10 years almost about to touch four at 3.964 wow. at the moment, uh, and that's there was a uh, IS is so data dependent ISM report, you know, part of the. Uh, price index in terms of uh, I think went from 44 to 51, uh, whatever that means, right? The thing is in terms of you know, ISM report, all these data points are so uh, dependent at the moment, and so that's kind of what's got the market in a bit of a uh, flux. Yeah. So you're saying it came in hotter than expected? Yeah. The well, the one portion, the price is paid by uh, manufacturers. Oh, okay. Uh, which in turn, right. right, which is what we saw. Inflationary. In PPI. Right. Yep. Yes. All right. Okay. Now, we also had pretty good uh, <clears throat> numbers out of China. Uh, China manufacturing rebounded Hot. to expansionary territory in February. Hottest number in 12 six years? months. Yeah, it, didn't, yeah that, it was the hottest number in 12 years, which is pretty pretty remarkable given the, their yes. output in, you know, over the last... If you can believe their numbers. Okay. Well, I've always good. had a hard time. But now their market is up 4% today. 4% today uh, on uh, on those pretty good numbers. China manufacturing expansionary territory in February, ending six months of contraction. Uh and, of course, uh, they shifted with their COVID policy. They finally opened things back up. And uh, that's where China <clears throat> stands right now. And uh, that helped uh, the Chinese stocks. Now, today, let's see. Who's speaking today? Kashkari. I don't know if he's a dove or a hawk. We'll find out at, well, 9 a.m. He's already said his thing. Maybe he's the guy that uh, is hurting the market here this morning. Uh, we've had the ISM manufacturing. That's already come in. So, okay, we're done for the day with all of the uh, uh, the reports, economic reports, so we can uh, breathe a sigh of relief there. Mortgage applications continue to fall. You know, the 30-year mortgage is still at 6.71. Yeah, and it, uh, it, yeah, and that's an average. It, they actually just topped uh, over 7%, I think, in the last two days I saw, which is a very, uh, I mean, that's, that's it, I mean, we got down what, like you said, the you know the average got down to you know six and a half, six point two five, I think, and then now it's popped back up in the last few days. 
I'm I'm surprised that uh, you know home that the home builders have done so well uh, with interest rates up there. You know we were we were under three there for a while, barely under three. That adds a lot of money to your monthly payment, going from uh, just under three to six point seven one percent. Yeah, and that's why you've seen a huge increase in cash buyers. Um, and, and I saw a report on that: how many you know, deals are more cash deals now than were uh, than than where mortgages are used. So. Yes, I'm hearing in the Arizona area, you know, drug lords flush with cash are buying uh, houses for stash houses uh, in the Phoenix area. That's always nice. Okay. Uh, Twitter faces. You never. You want to make sure who you move Probably. in next to. And pray that it's a quiet. It's a quiet it'd be a quiet neighbor, I guess. Right? Wow. Yeah, they got tunnels underneath <laughs> it and everything. Twitter faces significant outages ahead of Tesla Investor Day. I think that Elon uh, still has a lot of enemies out there. Uh, he he didn't have a lot of it. He had mostly enemies on the right. Uh, before he bought Twitter, now his enemies seem to be coming from the left, and uh, it just seems kind of weird that all of a sudden Twitter's having all these issues because he needs that Twitter and social media uh, as he has his uh, investor day. Is that today his uh, investor day? I think it is. Yeah, I believe so. And then of course you saw the report where uh, you know, the Chinese government you know, warned him essentially for um, for some for some comments on uh, on the uh, on the on the coronavirus origin. So, well, the FBI is now joined in, however. Well, every, the FBI yeah, is saying the they believe it was a Wuhan leak, okay? So I can't fault uh, Elon Musk for saying he thinks it's a – it's, and you've got the Defense Department – and the White House remains neutral on what they think it was. Yeah, their statement was, I believe the Chinese statement was the, you know, essentially their equivalent of don't don't bite the hand that feeds you. Yes. Their second, his second biggest market, which is, I mean, it's a, you know, when you're talking, we talk about China all the time in terms of, um, you know, political risk, right, and legislative, quote, unquote, legislative risk. That's kind of different term for, for them. But, you know, they can change the rules at any time. Yep. Well, Musk gets the last laugh because he has returned to his status as the world's richest man. Barry, you dropped to second place. <laughs> Sorry to say. Second Elon, Elon bad, number yeah. one richest man <laughs> in the world, ahead of LV, Louis Vuitton's uh, owner. Okay, when we come back, i got a lot of under-the-radar stocks again today. This is Bill Gunnerson. It's the Best Stocks Now show. Back here to the uh, second quarter of today's Best Stocks Now show. Well, we always have to be aware of geopolitical risks. There's no question about it. I spend a lot of time uh, off and on throughout the day checking uh, several uh, news sites from around the globe. Uh, And, of course, uh, you know, the hot spots these days. And, uh, of course, uh, J.P. Morgan's uh, Klanovich was talking about the geopolitical risks that's out there right now, which... Geopolitical risk has been in the business ever since I've been in the business, 
It's never going away. And uh, it is probably a little more on a heightened uh, level uh, these days with uh, the rhetoric between us and China heating up. Today you or yesterday you had the FBI uh, agreeing with the Department of Energy, of all people, uh, that uh, the, the virus did originate from uh, the Wuhan lab in China. And uh, China is not happy uh, with, with that statement. And, uh, of course, the rhetoric continues to heat up. Uh, and, of course, you've got Ukraine and uh, Russia. And Russia uh, not happy with NATO, Europe, the U.S., etc., and as always, you've got the Middle East, uh, which is always a, a hotbed. So we always have to watch that, uh, you know, political, geopolitical risk uh, and how it plays uh, in the market. In addition to, you know, the things uh, at home here, the big picture and the economic reports uh, that come out, what the Fed is doing, that's a massive uh, uh, influence there on the markets uh, on a daily basis. Rivian issues recall for nearly 13,000 vehicles. Rivian is really off to a, a clunky start, and I think an uphill battle myself. Have they made? I didn't know they made 13,000 vehicles. Or... I'm surprised they have 13,000 to recall. <laughs> right. But they do, and uh, I've seen a few. I saw one last night actually on the road. I don't know. I'm just not <clears throat> that impressed. I just don't know that people are going to fork over that kind of money uh, for a startup uh, car maker that questionable if they survive or not. Uh, they seem to be one of the more well-capitalized players, uh, $15 billion market cap. But they've got to recall 13,000 vehicles. Let's see what the problem is here. An issue with deployment of the passenger side airbag is the cause of the recall. You know, those airbags, they've caused trouble before uh, for a lot of manufacturers. And uh, Rivian also, didn't Rivian report, I think they reported their uh, <coughs> uh, their deliveries. Yeah, they did, and it came in came in under I think underestimated. And so I know some analysts are really kind of downgraded them simply because they're they don't think they're going to be able to hit those production targets. No, and you got Rivian hitting a new uh, all-time low since they went public, really. Well, 1528 uh was their uh, uh previous low. They're at $16.23. You got to put that in perspective if you step back and look at the big picture. Rivian was one of the most highly anticipated uh uh IPOs of the year 2021. And it rocketed it up to $179 per share. So if you do the math, it went to $150 billion in market cap before they ever had a, a product. This goes back to the kind of insanity and the kind of uh, you know uh, air that comes into these story stocks. Uh, and how overblown that whole thing was, especially back in 20, early 2021, uh, when this whole bubble thing was kind of uh, coming to a head. And now you've ha- had the air taken out of the tires of Rivian. It's gone from $150 billion in market cap to $15 billion in market cap. 
And, of course, you know, you've got uh, their sales uh, were up big time, and they did $663 million in sales uh, versus $54 million uh, this same quarter last year. So the sales is not the problem. Uh, they're, they're ramping up their sales, but will they ever make money? They're expected to lose uh, $6.34 last year, $5.75 this year, $3.60 next year. And I'm sure, you know, Elon Musk kind of looks at it and he knows the uphill battle uh, that they have. And, of course, the others, Polestar and, uh, and uh, Lucid and Fisker, and the list goes on and on. Uh, yeah, we've highlighted real... those challenges. It's not, a, I mean, it's not an easy business. And, you know, in, in, you know you, I mean, Elon could have gone the way of some of these other names at some point in time. And, but, you know, thankful, you know, in, in, from his standpoint, why, why is the richest person in the world is that there wasn't as much competition either. He conquered <laughs> so it. He, he got out in front and, and took a giant lead on all of the, the competition. He was the showman for a long yep. time. Well, I, we continue to watch the bond market for individual bonds uh, that fit well for people that don't have the stomach for the stock market. And I would say that, you know, the sweet spot for us continues to be in the 55 to 6% area uh, with a 3 to 5-year bond. Uh, I saw a bond offering today, and uh, before I saw the name, I said, wow, look at that, 9%. Senior, secured, first lien, that's a five-year note. But then I look at the stock that's uh, uh, issuing a Triumph Group. They manufacture, I suppose there's a lot higher, more high-risk companies than this one. But still, that tells you something that they got to pay 9%. I'm going to guess they probably have a, a lot of debt already on the books. Let me just look at their price. Is that the, uh, is that, is that the, is that the motorcycle? Um, no, man, aircraft engines, and uh, they're in the aerospace industry, uh, providing you know to probably Boeing and uh, and Airbus, etc. Uh, Triumph Group. I'm trying to find their debt. Yeah, TGI. Level. I think it's TGI. Yeah, TGI. So nine percent. I just look. I know it sounds attractive and everything, but. For us, that's a big red flag when we see that. But, uh, you know, five years, uh, 9% guarantee on your money. Is it a guarantee? No, it's not a guarantee. Depends on the health of the company, and the price that they have to pay tells you a lot. Okay, another issue that comes up uh, ever since I've been in the business, everybody always wonders about insider selling, insider buying. I've never found it to be a very reliable indicator. I think it has little to do, really, uh, with the underlying fundamental. Now, occasionally you'll see a bunch of insider selling and then bad news comes out. Well, those guys are in trouble. Uh, <laughs> they're, they're selling probably on uh, on information that they have that nobody else has. Palo Alto Networks, which is a very good stock in the cybersecurity space, uh, the CEO is selling $4.5 million in company shares. Okay, is that a big deal? You know what? Probably not. I mean, this stock has had a big, huge run here. You may have bought a house unusual. of cash. <laughs> yeah, it's not unusual uh, for a CEO to uh, take a little risk off the table, diversify, or uh, add another wing onto his mansion. 
This is Bill Gunderson. It's the Best Stocks Now show. A lot of stocks to talk about when we come back. This is Bill Gunderson. Thank you for tuning in to today's Best Stocks Now, Best Inverse Funds Now show. I put several hours of research in during the wee hours of the morning each day to bring you the very best cutting-edge stories that I can. To get two free weeks of my newsletter, go to GundersonCapital.com. To talk to us about our fee-based only money management services, call us at 855-611-BEST. Now, back to the second half of the show. Here to the uh, second half of today's Best Stocks Now show. Here's the bugaboo. I found it. It's Bostick and Kashkari, two of my favorites. They're both hawks, right? (laughs) We have hawks. I have hawks in my backyard. It's something to see a hawk swoop down and grab a blue crab. That's really something. The blue crab's shaking his legs and trying to get away. There's no way he's getting away. That hawk's got him, and he's going to have crab for lunch. Well, anyways, the Hawks in the Fed, Neil Cash Carey. I think we can blame this little sell-off on him and his cohort, uh, is it Neil Bostick? Cash Carey said Wednesday he is remaining open-minded about whether the Fed should raise by 25 or 50 basis points at its next policy meeting, March 21st and March 22nd. Well, I'm putting that on my calendar, Barry. Uh, to be gone that day. No, I'm just kidding. March 21st, 321 and 22, we'll get the next Fed. Now, the other guy here that spoke today, and this is under the radar, sometimes you wonder why the market is selling off. What's wrong? Well, you know, it's pretty much words coming from the Fed these days. Elsewhere, it's actually Raphael Bostek said Wednesday. In the Atlanta he, Fed. Yeah, he. How, how did a Raphael get in Atlanta? Anyways, he believes the Fed needs to raise its policy rate by fifty basis points. So he wants to go right to five point two five instead of baby steps to twenty five basis point hikes. He wants one big fifty and then be done with it until. Well into 2024. So, you know what, it would be half a dozen of one or six of another. But I think a 50 basis point hike uh, in uh, three weeks would probably upset the markets a little bit, unless they said this is it for a while. But I think the bottom line is, is he agrees with us. Yeah, most you're getting to five and a half. Yeah, he says five to five is where they'll end. Right. We're at 4.75 right now. And Kashkari, he's just like, the sky's the limit. That's just kind of where he comes from. Yeah, and, they, uh, and the weird thing is they all give the range nowadays, so it always confuses me because I'm like, it's, you used to just, you used to be a 4.5 number or, you know, 4.75. And now it's the 4.5 to 4.75, yes. right? And so it's, you know, <laughs> like, okay, so is it 5.25 on the top? Part of that piece, or is it five fifty on the top? Like I don't. Yes. Well, okay. So now, and there is a little bit of uh, there's there's news from a lot of retailers here today, big retailers, and I haven't really seen any good news there. 
Okay, let's start with uh, Lowe's. Okay, we know that Home Depot had a bad report. And uh, we were kind of thinking maybe all the do-it-yourselfers have already done it themselves. And, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're back to work now in the office. They're not at home anymore. And that big uh, burst of, of spending at home on your homes uh, ap- during COVID maybe has run its course. Lowe's is down 5.1% today. That's not good. I mean, Lowe's is a big bellwether. Uh, for the consumer, uh, so that's definitely having an impact uh, on the market today. Lowe's is headquartered in North Carolina, and of course, uh, its competitor Home Depot is headquartered in Atlanta, and those two go at it all the time. Yeah, and uh, Lowe's, and you know, yeah, and Lowe's being more indicative of, uh, of of kind of you know do-it-yourselfers versus you know Home Depot has a little bit more of a concentration on the contractor side, and so. Um, when you know what Home Te- what Home Depot mentioned in terms of soft uh, do-it-yourself at home is really kind of even more magnified. Uh, yes. Lowe's in this report. So yes, because Home Depot tends to get more of the professionals and whatnot. exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay, now the other one, and I've been saying this, is Kohl's on the way to becoming the next disaster like Bed Bath and Beyond. But having You've been said that, that for a while. Kohl's was way down, uh, and it's come back now. Uh, Kohl's is actually up, which surprises me. I want to say what was in the in the, in the pre market, unless it was a wrong print or something. No, it got no, down it, to twenty six thirty eight. No, it was yeah, it was it, it was it was hammered in the pre market. Uh, yeah, and now all of a sudden, I always envision Amazon saving them in some form or fashion because you can actually take. I think you can take an Amazon package to Kohl's and they'll send yep. it back to Amazon. So. And Amazon wants more uh, bricks and mortar space, which is not a good sign for me. For Amazon, we don't own Amazon. We think their uh, their overhead and expenses are continuing to cut into their margins, which are pretty thin to begin with. Okay, Kohl's has traded uh, a lot of shares, ten almost ten million shares. Man, KSS. What came in and saved them? I mean, there's a seventeen percent short interest, and that thing was down. I don't know nine percent at the end. At the you know, people at the covering the their shorts. Uh, Maybe it's stock... the new Bed Bath and Beyond. Maybe we have, we've got a Reddit story. We're gonna have yes. to search the uh, search the. Internet. I think it is. <laughs> I you know they love these stories uh, of of stocks they know like GameStop and Bed Bath and Beyond, etc. That have a huge short entertainment. Yeah, ones that have a huge short interest too. I mean, you're looking at 17% short interest, so you can get a short squeeze probably pretty quickly. Yes, I think that's what it is myself. Okay, now, would I be buying it? No. Okay, now here's the biotech of the day, the drug stock of the day, Sarepta. You know, this one's been on my radar, I have to say. S R P T. Wow, look at that launch there. This is a $13 billion market cap company headquartered in Cambridge, Massachusetts. You know, another uh, hotbed of biotech uh, discoveries and drugs discoveries being close there to uh, Harvard University. Sarepta is up 22% right now to $150 per share after the company said the FDA would not hold an advisory committee meeting on its marketing application for gene therapy, SRP9001, this treats individuals with Duquesne muscular dystrophy. So uh, this could be a pretty big deal. 
And uh, Morgan Stanley upgrades Sarepta, uh, price target to 187 from 141. So there you go. It's at 149 today. Let's just look and see if the app was giving any clues. Well, I've seen it. It's shown up on a lot of screens over the last uh, couple of years. Sarepta, as of yesterday, eh, well, no, not really. It was ranked 1,789 out of 6,000. But today it's blasting off SRPT, Duquesne muscular dystrophy. Can they uh, help folks with this just debilitating disease with uh, gene therapy? We'll see. Okay, first solar, another big winner today. Man, I'll tell you what, that stock is unpredictable. Yeah, look at the look at the lifetime chart on that one. <laughs> the only thing predictable about First Solar is it's unpredictable. Yeah. And if you look at like Barry says, I mean this stock, this Phoenix stock, where obviously there's plenty of sun. Uh it's they had a blowout. Well, I wouldn't say it's a blowout quarter. They lost seven cents. But the first solar moves higher after upside full year earnings and revenue guidance. So it's the guidance. It's all about the guidance. And, you know, if you look at their earnings over the last several years, it's literally been all over the map. But I'm going to give the company credit. They're making a new I think that's an all-time high on the stock. <clears throat> Let me just check real quick. Well, no, well, no, three, three, three eleven was the highest in I think in like way 2008 back. or nine. So, yes, yeah, way the back. highest in a while, the highest in over a decade. Put it that okay, way. Okay, <laughs> so now I'll I will update my valuation on First Solar. That's the the critical thing. It's very unpredictable. Uh, their growth rate is very unpredictable. Uh, but now that we've got a little bit more uh, of uh, clarity into this year and next year, uh, tomorrow when we get the new numbers, I will update my valuation in the app, beststocksnowapp.com, which is looking really good. I had my final call yesterday with the designers. Uh, the design of all the different elements of the app are done, and now it moves on to uh, uh, you know the mechanics of it, which are pretty much built underneath the engine that drives the app is pretty much there. So hopefully, I don't know, I still don't have a, an arrival date, an estimated delivery time, but we're getting pretty close, uh, and it's looking really good. Okay, so first solar, big winner today. Now, I always watch these this EV industry because you got to believe there's going to be a lot of work for a lot of people and I watch these charging companies, uh, the EV chargers, Blink. Blink charging, uh, they didn't make money. They didn't make money, but their sales were up 184%. And Blink is up 11.6% today. But you know what? It's been hitting uh, 52-week lows here recently. So it's going to be a very dicey road ahead. For the charging companies. I personally like ChargePoint. All right, we'll be back. What's moving in the market today? What else is moving? You gotta go where you wanna go and do what you wanna go. back 
to the uh, final segment of the Best Stocks Now show. Well, here's another drug breakthrough stock, R-E-T-A. I just noticed this one. It's the big winner. It's up 175% today, $54 per share. Why didn't I have a few bucks on this one? Riata Pharmaceutical uh, gets approval for, uh, I've never heard of this uh, (laughs) malady, Friedrich's Ataxia. Friedrich's Ataxia is what this attacks, F-A, and it does a good job on it. It's been approved for those 16 years and older with this inherited neuronal disorder. Neuronal. That has something to do with the nerves, I guess. Uh, It impacts 5,000 people in the U.S., so there's another big winner. Okay, other Stocks here that uh, are reporting earnings here today that are bellwethers. They're important ones to keep an eye on because they tell us a lot. Okay, but how about inflation? Monster Beverage misses estimates as higher cost whack margins. I discovered Monster Beverage many, many years ago when it was a little fruit juice company in, uh, in the San Bernardino County known as Hanson's Natural Sodas. And uh, we, uh, we, we discovered it way back when. I mean, we're talking back in the early 2000s. And we, made, we did well with, uh, with uh, Hanson's Natural Sodas back then, which eventually turned into Monster Energy. And one of the big, I don't know if it's Coca-Cola or Pepsi, one of them, uh, owns a big chunk of Monster, but Monster's down yeah, I think three it's Coca-Cola. point. I think that one's Coca-Cola who bought yeah. who owns a portion of that. Yeah. It's down 3.3% today. Misses estimates as higher cost whack margins. Now, I think, you know, like this quarter and probably the next quarter, uh, you're still going to see these companies that were hurt by inflation. And, you know, that's a competitive market. There are so many different entries uh, into the energy drink business. And, of course, they get a premium price for those things. Uh, But there's a lot of competition, and they, they can't really get away with hiking their prices too much. Because then people will switch to uh, Bang or Rockstar or uh, whatever else, you know, uh, energy drink is out there. Okay, the other one that's having a good day, and I've owned this one in the past, and I probably should have never sold it. Uh, Axon Enterprise. Okay, what did Axon Enterprise come up with? Well... I remember when it was about a five or six dollar stock. Today it's a two hundred and fourteen dollar stock. They came up with the taser, non lethal, to take a guy down. You know, if you got an unruly guy at the football game or whatever, and <laughs> causing trouble, uh, instead of uh, you know having to tackle the guy, you can pretty much. Uh, uh, disarm him by shocking him with a taser. Uh, don't tase me, bro. Remember that? Well, that was a famous, uh, uh, famous uh, video on YouTube, some guy being taken down. He said, don't tase me, bro. He got tased anyways. Look at that. Taser, which has been growing their earnings by 42% per year over the last five years. Where are they headquartered? There's your trivia question of the day. 
Uh, Scottsdale, Arizona is where Taser, where they're playing baseball right now, spring league, spring training. I've been watching their results, watching a few games here and there. You can, you've got more time on your hands. The games are I should go faster. out there. Yeah, I should drive. Yeah, you know, every 30 seconds they got to throw a pitch. <laughs> right. I don't know if I like it. I like to watch the, you know, the pitcher spit and adjust his uh, cap about ten times, the batter step in and out of the box. That's kind of baseball for me, <laughs> kind of a mind game to break the pitcher's uh, uh, groove that he's in or whatnot, but it's like everything else in life. We have shorter uh, time, for, shorter attention spans with Twitter and everything. Uh, and uh, now speeding up that game. And, you know, you get a penalty if you go over that 30-second mark and don't get the pitch out there. But, yeah, I mean, there's people that definitely, there's guys in the league that you just hate to see them pitch because you know it's going to be a, just a hard game to watch. They take so long. Axon Enterprises uh, having a huge day. It's not cheap. P.E. ratio is 91. Dollar Tree, which was a big winner we had. Years ago, you know, it's not the it's not the growth engine it once was. It's about an eight percent grower these days. Back when I owned it, it was a twenty to thirty to forty percent grower. It was one of the stocks I wrote about in my book back in two thousand and twelve. They're having a decent day, though. It's not good when the Dollar Tree's doing well and and Lowe's isn't doing well. Maybe people, maybe the consumers getting a little bit uh, pinched here. Dollar Tree's up 2.7% today after they reported earnings. And then you've got uh, Abercrombie and Fitch, which I don't know, you know, being a mall-based retailer, not exactly in the sweet spot anymore. It is just barely growing, if at all. Uh, they're down 5% today, Abercrombie and Fitch. I can remember, though, when it and American Eagle were Pretty hot stocks back when people were still going to the mall. Yeah, I mean, I can tell you, we have, we have a 16-year-old. I think he's asked me to go to the mall twice. I mean, you know, he's asked asked a couple of times, of course, so you can go shop with him to buy something. But um, but yeah, just to hang out at the mall, which was what you know. That's what I kids did do all the for time. a long time. Like literally, has probably asked twice in in you know in this uh, in the yeah, last five six years. That's it. You know, he's the saying mall. Something. The mall is on their iPhone while they're playing video games. Wendy's uh, is in the news. Now, they've gone, undergone a pretty big growth spurt. Uh, but you know what? It's a tough business. It's a thin margin business, about as thin as the tomatoes that they put on their burgers. It's flat on the day. Uh, and then uh, the last one here. No, there's two more. Neo. There's three more. Neo. Neo is the Chinese EV company. Not a good report. Down 4.6%. Did we write up Neo or did we write up Lee? Uh, we've written, written up both of those actually. Neo and Lee over, over uh, coming uh, you know coming out of COVID. You know, I looked up our current tip ranks. We're still in the top two or three percent of all the writers out there. Anyways, if you'd like to get two weeks of my in-depth newsletter full of stocks like this. Go to our website at GundersonCapital.com. If you'd like to talk to us about fee-based money management, call us at 855-611-BEST. That's 855-611-BEST. Have a great day, everybody.
This show is not a solicitation to buy or sell any securities. Bill Gunderson or clients of Gunderson Capital Management may have long or short positions in stocks mentioned during the show. Gunderson Capital Management is a fee-based registered investment advisory firm. All accounts are held at Ameritrade. Ameritrade is a member of SIPC and FINRA.